Hey guys, welcome to episode 2 of the Birds Podcast. Today, I'll be talking with 2016 USA National Champion, 2016 Olympic Trials competitor, and 2017 Pan Am Games team member in the 63kg class, Mary Peck. We discuss managing training along a full-time job, how her current training schedule looks, and also how she's dealt with injury and personally adapted her training to get the most out of it. Mary's an awesome athlete in a really competitive weight class, and I'm really glad we got to chat. Enjoy. Hey. Hey, Mary. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Uh, really good. Thanks a lot for, for jumping on. I'm glad we managed to sort out the, um, the Skype stuff. Yeah, awesome. No worries. Um, cool. Yeah, like I said, thank you very much. We'll um, we can dive straight in if you'd like to. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining me. Really, this podcast is just trying to kind of raise awareness of weightlifting um, as a sport and talk to some um, some athletes like yourself uh, to really yeah just get an idea of kind of how you train, how you fell in love with weightlifting, um, and really what keeps you going. Um, so to start off, obviously I, I know a little bit about you and I've done a little bit of kind of background, uh, reading into your, um, your achievements and things like that. But for people that haven't heard of you before, or don't really know as much, um, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, kind of how, how old you are, how old you were when you started lifting, uh, current PBs and, or PRs, um, and also maybe your achievements start off with, like the things you kind of think of as your... Um, your best achievements, then we can go from there. Okay. Um, so I am 28 years old. Mm-hmm. I started weightlifting in 2012, right after I finished my um, gymnastics career in college. Yeah. And um, so I've been lifting for about six years now. I have been on the 2017 Pan American team. Mm-hmm. Great, that sounds cool. Um, perfect. So, what are your current PRs uh, in competition? Um, my competition PRs are 96 kilos in the snatch yep. and 117 kilos in the clean and jerk, or a 213 kilo total. Nice, sounds good. And that's at 63, right? Um, yeah, I think my 117, I weighed in at like 64 at a local meet. Oh. Awesome. Sounds good. Yeah, that's a pretty comprehensive list of um, achievements as well. That's that's great. Um, we can yeah, we'll touch on a little um, a little bit more on them later. Uh, but yeah, um, Mary, to start with, how did you how did you get into lifting? How did you start? Um, so like I said, I was a gymnast yeah. in college, and um, really the first time I ever stepped into a weight room was my freshman year of college when I was 18 years old. Yeah. Um, as a gymnast, you usually tend to just do body weight movements. Um, so never touched a weight until 18, and we used the snatch and the clean and jerk um, every now and then um, as supplemental training for gymnastics. Yeah. It wasn't really until 
my senior year of gymnastics where we really utilize those lifts uh, more often sure. under uh, my current weightlifting coach is Tom D'Astasio, and he was my strength and conditioning coach my senior year of gymnastics, yeah. um, and he's big into the Olympic lifts. So sure. that's really when I first um, started them. Yeah. And then um, I had one more year of school once I was done with my NC2A eligibility and wanted to mm-hmm. keep a competitive outlet. So um, while I had that one year left of school, I decided to try being an Olympic weightlifting um and that's really how I got started. Awesome. Cool, yeah. It's quite common, um, I'm sure you know, for um, for gymnasts, ex-gymnasts, to transition into lifting. Um, I've, I've heard that a lot. I've got a few kind of um, gym, ex-gymnasts that I coach, along with uh, dancers and, and people like that. I just tend to have really good uh, coordination and can pick it up really fast. Um, yeah, yeah, that body awareness. Yeah. Makes, you know, somewhat easy. Yeah, yeah, it must make a, a big difference. But um, for you, when you started, do you think it's something uh, with weightlifting where it just clicked right away? Um, did you have to really work on it, uh, or did you kind of, you know, you did a snatch, you did a clean, you felt like you could do this? Yeah, I mean, um, the technique came fairly easy. I didn't have perfect technique when I first started, nor do I have perfect technique <laughs> now. Um, I definitely had to work on my technique, but in terms of understanding the lift, that came really easily for me. Sure. I think that the struggle I had was my strength. Right. So people, I mean, there are gymnasts are very strong. Yeah. Um, but I think because the first time I ever touched a barbell was when I was 18 years old, I had a lot of catching up to do. And mm-hmm. so just um, having that strength background, I didn't have that strength background. Um, and so the technique came easily to me. Um I understood the lift really easily, but in terms of strength, that's where I really struggled. Um, and I still struggle to this day with um, getting my strength up. Yeah, that's interesting. I think um, a lot of people transition into lifting from track and field, uh, and they tend to be, yeah, beasts. Like, you know, some some of those guys can be really strong, but, yeah, it must be more difficult when you're transitioning over um, and you haven't had a lot of strength naturally. Um, what are your What are your back squat and front squat PRs at the moment? Um, my front squat PR is 125 kilos. Right. Not very high. Yeah. And um, my back squat is, I believe, 155 kilos. Nice. Cool. I mean, yeah. If you've uh, if you clean and jerked 117 and your front squat's 125, that's that's pretty technically proficient, <laughs> which I guess is a good thing. Um, yeah, I just need to get it up. Yeah, 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 definitely makes total sense. Yeah. Um, cool, awesome. Yeah, that it's yeah, it's normally you know even if it clicks right away with with lifting, there's always stuff you've got to work on, isn't there? It's never never perfect, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's that's great. So in terms of your training now, then, um, what does your current training schedule look like? Is it um, multiple sessions a day? like kind of six days a week how is it is it less than that what what's um, it looking like less, um i am only training five times a week which yeah. i think is um good i used to train um when i first started out up to about nine times a week wow um i think Man. as i'm getting i mean i'm i'm 28 i'm not like that old but um <laughs> with all the years of gymnastics i you know really took a toll on my body so i don't really think i can handle much more than 
five or six times a week of training. Um, yeah. So I'm just training once a day, usually anywhere from two to three and a half hour sessions. Yeah. Um, and sometimes as little as four times a week, um, just depending on the just time of year, you know, what meets I have ahead of me, et cetera. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I think that's, yeah, that's quite a smart decision by the sounds of it. I mean, yeah, people can train, like you said, up to kind of nine, ten times a week. But a lot of the time, especially if you've come into it from another sport and you haven't started super young, um, I think it can yeah. really take a take a toll on your body, especially in like backs, shoulders, hips. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm sure. Have you, um, have you had any kind of injuries that have put you out for a while or anything like that from training? Yeah. I tore my um, rectus femoris tendon, partially oh. off my hip bone. Oh, no. Um, I was lucky that it wasn't a full tear, nor did it take any bone with it. So, yeah. Um, it could have been worse. Um, it was about three months of healing, um, which really, I guess, in the scope of things, isn't, isn't that long. Um, but three months of not really doing much weightlifting, um, and then being able to squat after that. I actually did squat during my hip injury. I just um, couldn't go below 90 degrees. Okay, Which yeah. Normally, ways I do a different type of back squat, so normally I don't go below that. Okay. Um, but really, my front squats, I think, took a hit because I, I didn't train those while I was injured. Yeah, sure. That's really the biggest injury I've had. I've had some aches and pains, but um, nothing really that major. No. Besides that. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Uh, yeah, it's, it sounds pretty tough, but at least it wasn't a full, like, avulsion or yeah. avulsion fracture or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll take the small mercies. Yeah. Um, cool. So you mentioned you do a slightly different type of uh, back squat. Yeah. Do you want to tell um, us a little bit about that? I, huh? Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I will. Sure. Um, Yep. The bar is a little far on your back. Um, your positioning is just a little bit different. Um, the reason I started low bar back squat was um, when I first started lifting, I was high barring, and I really wasn't getting anywhere with it. I'm not really sure if it was more of a mental thing, um, a physical thing, probably more mental. Um, but I was just stuck at, I think, like a 120 kilo back squat, and I wasn't going anywhere. Right. And my coach decided to try low bar back squat, and um, I know it's not really the, the favored back squat for Olympic weightlifting. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people disagree with it, which is okay. Um, I'm not really, I guess, an advocate for either or. I think I just kind of tell people um, whatever works best for you or, you know, whatever is going to get your squat up. And for me, low bar back squat was the type of squat that, got me stronger mm -hmm. um hey hey mary really sorry uh, i'm not sure what happened there i um That's yeah it seems to be there now uh cool so we were talking about your low bar back squat yeah um so where was i um so the reason i started lower back squatting like i said was just because my high bar wasn't really going anywhere um and that was probably more mental than anything um but once i started lower back squatting my squats skyrocketed, my clean skyrocketed. I just got really strong um, in a fairly short amount of time mm -hmm. compared to where I was. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think mentally I just um, 
I liked low bar back squat better. I was more confident in that squat than I, than I was in high bar. Um, so we just kind of stuck with it. And I don't really think it has affected my lifting that much, if any. Um, I do still front squat um, to, I guess, you know, kind of keep the, um, I guess, I don't really know what they say, but I guess front squat sort of works more of like the front of your quads, um, yeah. whereas is more working the my hamstrings and glutes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I still front squat just to kind of uh, keep the, I guess, the clean going up mm-hmm. if I can. Um, but like I said, my front squat obviously has to go up even more. Um, but yeah, so that's why back squat, I think um, I'm just more confident with it, um, more confident squatting heavier than I am with a high bar back squat. Yeah, that that makes sense. It's it's definitely interesting because um, I haven't really yeah. heard that much at all um, in weightlifting. So when you transitioned over to doing high bar, um, have you retested your? Um, sorry, when you transitioned over to doing low bar, have you uh-huh. retested it with your high bar back squat? Yeah, I actually still do high bar on occasion. Okay. Um, I I haven't done any in like the last month, but I think I would say the last six months or so. I actually. Um, I actually sprained my UCL um, oh. in left elbow. I forgot about that last yeah. summer. Um, so I started high barring because low bar was putting a lot of pressure yeah. on my elbow. And so I was high barring. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't say I haven't necessarily tested it, but I can high bar between, I think it was 135 and 145. Um, 145 is a bit heavy. Yeah. But, um, but yes, it's definitely gone up. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting, and it's yeah, it's definitely worked for you, which is obviously the most important thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think with so many different kind of trains of thought out there on on what works, a lot of it's just down to individual kind of experimentation and just making sure you can do whatever works for you, and that obviously has. So. Yeah, I think like I have such a short window with weightlifting too. I um, started a little bit later. I started at 22 years old. Yeah. And the strength was. Um, really tough for me to to get, and so um, I don't know. I guess you know, low bar work it got me stronger, and um, like I said, I have a, just a short window really um, of weightlifting. I mean, I can still do it for. I guess I have many years ahead of me if I want to, but um, just whatever I can do to get as strong as I can, I'm going to do. So even if it's not necessarily, um, even if low bar, I guess is frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes total sense. It's really interesting to hear that kind of perspective on it as well. Um, cool. So in the rest of your training, how are your sessions structured? I know you train about four or five times a week. Um, do you do the standard, you know, snatch, clean, click or snatch, clean and jerk, squat and then pulls? Is it different? How do you break it up currently?
spring phase and Olympic phase. So, like, for instance, maybe a, a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I would do more of the Olympic lifts um, and pools. And then, like, a Monday, Wednesday, and or Friday would be more of, like, strength lifts. Strength lifts, I would front squat probably on the Olympic days, and that's the other days would be back squat, press, bench press, um, deadlift at the end of the week um, type of deal. Now I think it's a little bit more mixed. Um, I am doing Olympic lifts more often. Yeah. As just, um, kind of doing some every day, not necessarily the full lift, but I used to never train from blocks, and now we're doing a lot more block work. Um, so, yeah, I just noticed a little bit more frequency in the Olympic lifts um, than I used to. It used to be more broken up into, like, Olympic lift days and straight days, and now it seems to be a little bit more mixed, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, with your um, with your current training setup, I know you said you haven't really got a coach, uh, but are you training? Are you training alone? Are you training in a team, or is it literally kind of just just you? Um, I I am. I'm training at a Olympic weightlifting gym in Baltimore. So, I was really fortunate that I found them. Um, I used to actually when I was in Sacramento, I used to train alone. Yeah. Oh, cool. No, that that sounds good. I think a lot of the time it's not, um, yeah, it's not practical to have coaches eyes on you at all times. So, yeah, I think doing stuff like that that can really help. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, cool. So, with your uh, with your sessions, then um, obviously I know you do a lot of strength work as well um, as the main lifts. What do your warm ups look like? Have you got a specific warm up routine you really like, or one that you've developed, or any kind of specific things you have to do before you uh, before you train? How's it looking? Um, I have a pretty simple warm up. I take about some days I'll take longer, but I've always um, thought the quicker you warm up, the better. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I put a lot of emphasis on um, on that and actually, you know, treating your warm-up as a warm-up and not having it as like a 45-minute workout kind of yeah. 
um, yeah, prior to the actual session. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally agree. And a lot of times I don't want to spend four hours in the gym, and, and I don't. I, well, ever since I moved to Baltimore, I, I started a full-time job, so I'm working 40 hours a week. Um, so I really have, I don't have a lot of time in the gym. So when I get there, I really just want to get onto the barbell as quickly as possible, especially since my lifts sometimes take three hours um, plus two. Yeah. Yeah, no, that that makes total sense. It's interesting to hear that you you actually have a full time job as well. Um, yeah. How how's it going balancing all of it? Um, it's actually going really well. Oh, I great. was pretty hesitant about it at first. In Sacramento, I had a few jobs, but um, it didn't quite wasn't quite like a forty hour type of deal. Um, so yeah, I was nervous about it at first, but if anything, it's really made me a lot more focused. Um, I think less mental, too. I don't really have the time or the energy to think about weightlifting outside of actually lifting. Um, so when I'm at work, um, I mean, I have so much stuff to get done at work, and so it's my mind's just on that. And then I have about anywhere from a 30-minute to an hour commute to lift. Um, wow. And that's kind of like my decompressing time from like, – decompressing from the stress of work um, and then when I get to the gym I'm just kind of all business when it comes to lifting I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't I try not to talk because I'm kind of a talker <laughs> so I try not to talk to people just so I can kind of get in have a good workout and get out and get home you know at sure. a reasonable time so that I can do it all over again the next day um, but yeah no I think my training's actually been really good um, I get pretty tired at times. Sometimes I don't want to go train. But, yeah. Um, when I'm there, I'm pushing. I have good lifts. Um, I've just really, I think it's all been pretty positive ever since I've started the full time job. Nice. Yeah, that that's really encouraging to hear. I think because um, I know it's similar in the US, but uh, here in the UK, we don't our lifters don't get funding, so you know you can't. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. No one, no one's a professional weightlifter. Um, yeah, unless you know, unless they can make money off of coaching or running seminars and things like that. Um, so yeah, it's it's in a really similar state to how the sport is in the US, and it's it's really good to hear that you can manage it and you're actually liking it. As you, you know, as you're managing it, and it's yeah, it's great because a lot of people can can look at it like, oh, I'm never going to be able to do this full time, and then stress out about it a lot, and then it can affect your training, can't it? I totally agree. Yeah, I think it's really important, um, especially building up to competitions and, and things like that when the stress builds. You want to know that you can handle it all. Um, yeah, definitely. Awesome. So, yeah, that that makes total sense. It's it's really interesting to hear about your your training as a whole. You know, everything from from warming up to to balancing that. That's that's painted a really good picture. So, nutrition wise, obviously you're working a full time job and training around three to four hours a day. Um, how how's that look? Um, so my nutrition, I 
I recently stopped um, back in, I think, November, shortly after I moved to Baltimore, um, yeah. really just for financial reasons. But um, working with him was great. I, I learned a lot. Um, we were doing, you know, eating a lot of food. Um, we were doing kind of like high, low days. So um, on my high days, they were really high carbs, a little bit lower protein and lower fat. And then um, on my low days, it was just a little lower carbs, a little higher fat, a little higher protein. Um, I really saw some good things in my training. I started working with him. Um, I was a lot more confident in myself, um, the way I looked, I guess. And then, um, so now I'm actually, have you heard of Avatar Nutrition? Uh, no, actually. Huh? No, I haven't. Okay, if you, you can look it up online. Yeah. It's, um, it's similar, it's counting your macros. Sure. Um, you kind of, what they say, create your avatar. <laughs> Whether you're female or male, and then just kind of your activity level, um, and you have the option to do high and low days, and it prescribes your macros for you. It's a really reasonably priced um, nutrition service. It's only ten dollars a month. Oh wow! Um, and I found it was fairly similar to what I was getting from um, an actual nutritionist. Now it's different. You're not really working with them one on one. Yeah. Um, you don't really have that constant contact. Um, but I kind of am just doing something similar. So counting my macros, I do high and low days. Um, and just kind of pick my high days, the days that my workouts are heavier. Sure. Um, so I'm really it. And with work, it's, it's an easy balance. I think the busier I am, the more likely I am to stick to my macros. Um, it's when I'm usually sitting around at home. That's when I crave a lot more. I just want to snack a lot more. Yeah. And I absolutely just love food. So um, being busy is good for my nutrition. Um, I tend to stick to things and I don't go over um, as often. So. Awesome. Yeah, that, that yeah. makes sense. I think a lot of um, there are a lot of macro counting, kind of macro prescribing uh, programs out there. I know someone that. Um, uh, someone that lives with me, um, she's working with RP Strength. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know, kind of, kind of similar stuff. Um, and yeah, they always seem to work really well. Um, with your nutrition, are you more eating to kind of stay in your weight class, um, get into your weight class, or is it more just for performance? Um, more for performance. Um, now, if I plan to compete as a sixty-three, then obviously I have to. What's going to get me to 63? Um, but like right now, I'm kind of on a, I guess they call it reverse dieting, so I'm eating a lot more. Um, I gained a little bit from it. Um, probably I'm sitting around 66 kilos right now. Sure. Um, but yeah, so the closer to competition, I'm decreasing my macros just so that I can make it into that weight class, um, which usually isn't too hard. Um, but now with all the weight class is changing here soon. I'm just kind of eating for performance because I don't really know what weight class I'll be um, once they change them. Yeah, very good what point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that. Um, I'm trying my hardest not to read into it too much and not to yeah. speculate because I've got no idea what they're going to be. No one has really. <laughs> um, no, no one has no idea. I mean, you, you can kind of get it. Yeah, you can <laughs> yeah. only hope. Yeah. For, yeah. For something that suits you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that that'll be interesting though. I'm looking forward to seeing what they are. Um, yeah, I know. I think it's kind of everyone's in limbo right now. I think kind of um, deciding what to do from now until when they announce them. Compete lower, stay higher. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the how competitive all the weight classes are as well, because the 63 in the um, over in the US is really competitive, right? Yeah, um, I think it's it's definitely kind of gone up and down. Um, back when Jeremy was lifting for the US, yeah, um, the 63s are pretty competitive. Um, her being our our top 63, and then. Um, when she left, I'd say it actually still probably kept pretty competitive. You had Maddie Myers and then Kate Viber, um, myself, and then now I think it kind of went down a little and then kind of back up because now we have um, Maddie Sasser, yeah. um, Jessica Farrell has been competing in 63. So um, I think just like any weight class, you know, people kind of come in and out of them. But yeah, I guess for the most part, 63s are pretty competitive. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see the new weight classes. It'll probably, um, I think you have some 63s that tend to weigh lower. So Jessica Lucero will be weight to get 63. I don't think Maddie Sasser is too heavy, but I'm not sure. Um, mm. Vibert and myself tend to weigh more up towards 65, 66. Yeah. So, um, you know, you'll probably see us go up if there is a 66 or 67 kilo weight class. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, so, you know, you'll see us there, and, um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Those no. will definitely, the lifters will definitely break up, I think, um, once the new weight classes come out. Yeah, yeah, I think that as well. I mean, they're, they're introducing 10, aren't they? So, they're putting two new ones in. Yeah. As far as I'm aware. Um, so, yeah, it'll, that'll be an interesting spread. Um yeah, it's interesting you're talking about all the other, you know, all the other 63s and, and people around you. Um, Competition-wise, uh, what's been your favourite moment um, so far in your competitive career? I know we listed those achievements at the start. Has, any, has anyone in particular stood out to you? Um, I think probably the first one was the AO1 last year. Yeah really fun competition. I did really well, five for six, and had a PR total. Um, I think the competition that stands out the most, though, is the 2016 World University Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a really fun competition. I didn't do as well as I wanted to, but I still did very well. Um, and But just, like, the team and um, getting to know everyone, I think um, we had a really good team there, and it was a lot of fun, and everyone did really well, and um, I think that's the competition that stands out the most. Awesome. And obviously the Olympic trials, the 2016 Olympic trials, that was um, just an amazing, um, amazing experience, standing up there, um, was holding back tears, and, um, you know, I knew, I knew making the Olympics wasn't going to happen, but just being chosen for the Olympic trials was um, a pretty amazing and emotional experience. So I would say Olympic trials being the number one standout me, the 2016 World University being the second, and then most recently the AO one sure. from last year, 2017. Yeah, sounds good. I mean, the yeah, the Olympic trials, I mean, like you said, even if you weren't 
um, thinking about making the team, even the fact that you know you earned your spot there and you got to lift yeah. on on that stage, that must have been awesome. Yeah, it was it was a great feeling. Yeah, no, I bet, I bet. So um, nothing nothing in particular, but um, from from me anyway. But when you have had a competition that hasn't gone so well, um, how how have you handled it, and kind of how do you tend to handle it when when things go wrong? Yeah. Um, I mean, I did fairly well. I'm not too upset. I think I just expected more out of myself. Um, I had had really good training leading up to it, and um, I just didn't do well. It was a bit of a bummer. I lost um, a few things, mm-hmm. um, but one of which was the chance to make the the Pan American Championships this year. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, bad performances. Um, I think for the most part, I'm, I'm a pretty consistent competitor. I um, am very confident up on the stage. I have had, I think, pretty successful competitions. Um, this was probably one of my first competitions where I didn't do very well. Yeah. It kind of sucked. Um, <laughs> but you can't always have good competitions in order to get better. It's, you know, you need a bad competition, um, sort of a kick in the butt to get better. So. Um, I think it was, yeah, I mean, I, 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 um, I just, I guess I'm using it as motivation to, to improve. Um, and now with the changes in weight classes, it's, I guess, sort of hard to make a plan right now. Um, right now all I can really focus on is just getting stronger and improving my list no matter what. Um, it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really matter what the weight classes are, but, um, I was pretty bummed out the, the few days after the competition, but, um. And I was able to kind of turn it into motivation to improve. Sure. Yeah, I think that's really important. I think that's a mark of, of someone who loves competing um, is when, yeah, you can take that, um, even if you didn't do so well, and think about what you can do to improve your performance for next time. Um, you know, and, and yeah, and just moving forward rather than wallowing in it because it can obviously happen and it does happen. But yeah, yeah I think if you want to be consistent and you want to have, you know, you want to be a competitive lifter uh, for any real length of time, then you need to have that kind of attitude, I think. Yeah, it's, it's easy to get comfortable, too, um, in any sport. And so, um, you know, failures are a part of the sport, and, and they're a good thing. So. Yeah, no, that's really good to, to hear you say. I think a lot of people will um, will resonate with that, yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, that makes total sense. So... We are, this is kind of a big question, so we're almost, well I say we're almost midway through, I'm like 18 months in or whatever, um, to the quad leading up to Tokyo 2020. How how are things going? Um, is I mean obviously you were at the Olympic trials in 2016, are the Olympic trials um, a goal for you, um, you know, moving forward and those Tokyo Olympics? Yeah, no, it is a goal, um, and we'll just kind of 
Sure. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, it'd be yeah, really good, I guess, to build on your last um, Olympic trials performance as well and, and get back up on that stage again. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's that's great. So I know it was a while um, since you were a beginner. Um, I know you started about six years ago. But for someone coming into the sport, I don't know, who has been doing it for around six months to a year or kind of a little bit less even, what would be your top tips to a beginner, um, or even to yourself, if you, you know, if you could look back when you were starting, what kind of tips would you give someone in that situation? Um, I would say just be patient. Um, you know, sometimes people just want quick results. Um, we all do. <laughs> but being patient, um, knowing that you know it takes time, whether it is gaining strength or um, you know, getting getting down the technique. Um, even to this day, you know, there's so many things that I still have to work on. I've only been lifting for six years, so there's still more to improve upon. Um, and just working hard every day and having a good attitude in training. I think where I really got better, um, or when I like when I was getting better, um, I think there was a period of time where I was improving on my total, a decent amount um, each competition. It was really just focusing on myself in training and um, just working on improving every training session. Um, so, for instance, um, you know, maybe I was doing like a three rep max or something in a power snatch, um, focusing yeah. the next week to beat it by a, a kilo or um, just improving some sort of, in some sort of way. Um, I think if you focus on that, then you don't focus on, like, the externals, um, and you find that you get better. Um, so patience, uh, work hard every day to improve on something, um, even if it's minuscule, if it's, like, a, an accessory work or, um, you know, improving only by half a kilo or a kilo or whatever it might be. I think if you can focus on those things, then you're able to focus on yourself, um, and it'll pay off in the end. Sure, yeah, I totally agree. Uh, I think that's really important with people that are starting out because it can really help keep the fire alive as well. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, it's a pretty brutal sport. Uh, if you're going you're gonna to have days where you're being spat out of snatches and clean and jerks, but if you can work on the little things that, you know, you can see some improvement, it will at least keep your fire lit a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, every day is not going to be good. You're going to have some really bad days. Um, but just focusing on improving something that day. You know, maybe, yes, you're getting spit out on snatches, but maybe you have front squats next or some sort of lift next. Maybe you can improve on that or or just if it's improving your attitude for that day. Um, maybe you're getting pretty frustrated because you can't make a lift. Um, just turning your attitude around can be something huge and pay off at the end. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's, uh, yeah, I completely agree. I think I see that a lot. Um, and I try and advocate that a lot, especially the whole mindset thing and, and not letting yeah. one bad portion of your session ruin the whole day. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that's really important. Uh, cool. And then for people that are kind of, I don't know, it's, it's hard to picture, but for people that are around, and I'm sure you went through this stage, um, of, you know, you're intermediate, you've been lifting probably, you know, depending on the person, two, three, four years you're, I don't know, maybe kind of making national championships, getting in around the top eight. Obviously, you won the national championships in 2016. 
Is there anything or any kind of number of things that you think you did that really took you from that intermediate level to the advanced, you know, elite kind of national champion Olympic trials? What did you make any rapid changes or was it just a culmination of your daily efforts that that made it? I mean, was it like a few changes you made or was it just a culmination of your daily efforts in, in training that eventually paid off? Um, I think it was a combination of my daily efforts in training, but also just the want to, um, you know, the, the want to of, of getting better. I mean, you're going to want to get better if you're going to get better. Um, it's not going to just happen, but yeah, I think just between the want to and then just kind of my daily efforts of focusing on getting better every day and training um, is really kind of what took me to that to this next level. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think it's, um, you know, the, the focus on getting better every day, it can be taken all the way through from beginner to, yeah, advanced and, and elite levels in just making sure that you're you're getting something out of your training every day. Yeah. That's what I try yeah. and do anyway. I try and get people that, <laughs> that live with me to do. It's not always easy because yeah, it can be a... Easy. Yeah, it can be a horrible it's, sport. It's just like anything. If you slowly start doing it, you'll get a habit of it. Um, I mean, it won't, won't always be that easy, but I don't know. You just got to work on it, just like anything. So, and 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 I mean, you got to work on it, even if you have been lifting for six years. I think um, for myself, I have to kind of get back into that mindset as well. So there are still things that I'm I'm working on that you know I. I I did better maybe even when I was just starting off lifting. So. Sure. Yeah, there are always things to work on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, awesome. Cool. So, yeah, Mary, that is pretty much all of my questions. So, yeah, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate you, you jumping on. It's been really interesting yeah. to, to chat. Of course. <laughs> no well, worries. Thank you for having me. That's absolutely fine. No, thank you very much for, for giving up your Saturday morning. Um, if people want to know more about you, want to kind of see you lifting, um, where can where can they follow you? Um, Instagram is probably the best. Um, my Instagram account is, I think it's double M, so M-M-A-R-Y-T-E-C-K. So um, it's basically my name, Mary Peck. Two M's in there because my Mary Peck was already taken. <laughs> sure, that that's Mary easy Peck enough. Two M's. Awesome. That's probably the, the best way to follow me. Yeah, perfect. That's great. Well, um, awesome. I'm sure you'll yeah hopefully be gaining a few new followers soon. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks a lot um, again, Mary. I really do appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yeah, um, of course. And thank you for having me. Absolutely fine. No worries. Uh, cool. Well, I hope you have a, a good weekend, and um, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll drop you a message and let you know when this is going out. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks again, Mary. I really appreciate it. Catch you soon. Yeah, no problem. Have a good day. Thanks, and you. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to know more about Versus Weightlifting Club, you can follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Versus Weightlifting Club, and Instagram at Versus WLC. Thanks a lot. <laughs>